0: Hey, I'm Muthita Panmuk, your business operations strategist. I help six to seven-figure service-based entrepreneurs to get back at least 10 hours a week with Get Unstuck Method. You are in the right place if you want to scale your business that support your lifestyle. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at beforeyouscale.com. And it's time. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So today, please welcome Sam Samar here, Peak Performance Coach. And he helped business owners to balance the life and business and get more clients and also don't lose their mindset. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yes. Hi there, Machita. Thanks for inviting.
0: Hi. Can you tell me a little bit about who you were when you were younger until you decided to be a yeah, coach today? Man.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So well, I was uh, I was brought up in multiple countries. I was, I'm a son of an expat who's been traveling in different countries working. So I had my upbringing in multiple countries. But as I went along with my dad and my family, most of the people around me were small business owners. So as I was learning that as you go through life, you kind of fall into the trap of thinking that a corporate life will fix you. So I did all the qualifications in different countries and then eventually went into the banking world where I spent about 19 years working in 21 different countries on different projects. So multi-million dollar projects, got a lot of out of that, a lot of training, got a couple of masters, you know, just your standard stuff that you will expect people to go through. according uh, to, you know, you take loans out, to do your studies and stuff like that. Anyway, so you, you finish the process of education. And before you know, you're living a life that is full of conflicts because you're trying to copy someone else's model of existence that others told you how you should be living life or how you should be making money. And before you know, it's already too late. Now you're a slave of system. You're a slave of earning an X amount of money to pay your bills. And before you know, you don't have any life left in you. So that that's what life was all about up till the age of 33, uh, when I was, uh, you know, I kind of burned out, completely burnt out in a corporate life. And after getting redundancy from the investment bank, I took three months out. I did nothing. And in those three months, I just started to think about all the things that that my, my background, the family I came from, all the things that were already being taught to me. And I had a massive realization then. Realization was that I had to remove the labels from life. That when I look back at my life, right from the childhood, my dad was a professor, my mom was a doctor, and all these experiences of life, by putting labels, good, bad, ugly, amazing, incredible. When I removed all these labels out, all I knew was it was all the training that was taking place to shape me into the person that I am today. At the back of that, I wrote my first book and my book was called The Money Life Coach, which, which was all about my financial coaching of how I did what I did in the banking world and how I used finances to get me where I wanted to. At the back of that, in three months, I went from being an investment banker and becoming an author. And, the, and at the back of becoming an author, I started launching a lot of areas of performance psychology where I started to connect the dots in my own mind and in the minds of the people who were working with me that everything starts from the right mindset. So the fact that I could perform or outperform most people in my banking life did not do me any favor. Yeah, you can rise in the corporate level, but you can only do what your job allows you to do. You can only earn what your job allows you to earn. You know, So those boundaries were always there. And if you have an entrepreneurial personality, if you have a personality that lets you live beyond the means of the normal employee mindset, you will always get burnt out. You will always get frustrated, anxious, stressed if you live within those parameters. And that was apparent to me. And as I came out, I launched a program called the Peak Performance Coaching Program, which was designed specifically from two places. One, I can help your business owners or entrepreneurs to become better at performing within their business elements. Second, I need to make sure that while you're performing in your business, you don't collapse as a result of that. Because that was my own journey. I know what performance does to people. I know how the mind works and I know if you don't have the right checks in place, you will get burnt out. So understanding was very clear to me, the peak performance program was all about helping business owners get more out of their businesses without them losing the plot in their own mind. So you need to be optimum in your own mindset. So looking after the performance of the business owner and looking after the performance of the business. This is where the peak performance coaching comes into place. Uh It's a bigger umbrella that looks after everything that is underneath the business.
0: So when you mentioned about two sides of performance of the business and performance of the business owner or entrepreneur him or herself, let's say, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. it is or how it's connected?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really good question. So I want you to think of this as let's take one thing at a time. Let's talk about the business owner. Now, the business owner is an individual. As an individual human being, he's got a specific needs. What are those needs? There are needs to feel certain, need to feel excited, need to find love and connection, need to find significance and growth and fulfillment. These are the different needs a human being goes through. Now all of us have all of these six needs, but at any one point, one or two of those needs are your primary and secondary needs that are the drivers for your behaviors. When you understand someone's needs, their behaviors will always make sense. They just manifest inside of us in different formats. So for example, if you're driven from the place of significance, you will go and spend a lot of money trying to buy big cars to show off because you need, that's your need. So you will use business as a tool to feed that personal need, right? Different people have different models of life, right? That's your human needs at a a business owner level. Now. If the suffering happens, suffering happens because you don't understand what your personal need is. So you're driving to feed something else through your behaviors and it's backfiring on you. For example, if your need is to find love and connection, whereas you're trying to find significance by spending too much money on cars, on brands, on clothes, your business is trying to cover up for your deep hidden need inside. It will not show up for you because you will burn out. Because you're not in line with who you are and what you're trying to get out of life. That's your personal element. On a business side, business also has their own needs. The needs of businesses are, what are the needs of businesses? Sales, profits, systems, impact, and leaving legacy behind. All of these things go hand in hand. Business also have all five needs. But at any one point, there's only one specific need that's driving the business. You can't look for profit if you don't have sales. You can't look for creating systems if you can't even generate half of the profits to create or buy into another system. And both of them, business needs, personal needs, they talk to one another. For a business owner, for an entrepreneur, they really talk to one another. For example, if you are if you've got sales coming in your business, you will feel more certain. If you have profits, you will get excited. With that profit, you will buy systems, which means you will have more time to spend with your love, loved ones to create love and connection. When you have systems in place, you're, you rise in your significance because now you can create impact in the society. You can, you can use that money to leverage, create jobs or create other opportunities. And in the end, you find growth and fulfillment by contributing in others' life to your businesses and you leave a legacy behind because you're no longer dependent on that business. So this is how both your personal needs and your business needs to over map one another. So you've got to look after both needs, but what specific need at what time needs addressing, that's where I step in. So we do assessments to figure out where your needs are in your personal life, where your need is right now in your business, and then how to map it. Because the biggest challenge for a business owner or an entrepreneur is to know what their biggest challenge is. Because most of the time, we all think all of these problems are all on our heads all the time at once. That's not true. At any one point, there's one thing that takes priority over the other. I hope I explained it correctly. Enough.
0: I'm really aligned because i living in what totally the same philosophy of what you are mentioning. I am from system size. However, my system creates from priority as well. So it depends on what are the priority at the, at the particular time that they approach me or they start working with me mm-hmm. and also one of my mentors starting this thinking method quite similar to yours to be honest, but he is from financial background so everything yeah. is from the numbers yeah. and how to create yeah. priority. You mentioned about assessment. I, I see the picture right now how you work and what are the metrics that you look for to see that okay right now what are the things that they should focus? And what other thing that they should let it down first and then focus on what matters on their business. Because so far, I have seen that this is the big problem in the current online market that those who don't have cash flow yet, they keep chasing to find more clients but then they got more clients, they couldn't really taking care of their clients at their best interest. So what would you suggest on that regarding to your framework?
1: Uh, So this is interesting because again, I don't work with online business owners only. My business models are designed specifically to work with individuals who are working amongst the communities, right? Who are seeing real people who are not selling their products or services just online. Because there's an element of you that hides behind if you are an online entity. Unless you're coming out and really giving your message out there. In terms of metrics, when you talk about a person, the person, uh, when, you, when, you, when you go to initial conversations with people, these initial conversations reveal what's driving these people. Mm-hmm. So first thing is you've got to get to a point of understanding why is this person trying to run after this thing? What's that why? What's that biggest message out there? Unless you understand someone's why, you really don't know what's the driver behind it. When you start to understand why, that will help you understand what's this person's specific need that is either helping them move forward or it's arming them, it's self-sabotaging them in their behaviors. So psychologically, first, you need to understand whether this person is taking the right action that is supporting his goals, where he's trying to get to, or he's taking the action thinking he's going towards his goals, but actually it's harming him in the long run because he's creating inner conflicts in his own mind. That's one part. The second part is from a business perspective. Now, Business is all about numbers. Human beings are not about numbers. You've got to understand these two things are separate. When you look at business elements, now business is tangible because I can know, okay, how many sales you got in, how many, now people who think, yeah, I need sales, I need profits, I need, it. I need to create systems, I need to buy this, I need to buy that. You don't. First thing you need to understand is, what problem are you solving for the world right now? Not even for the world, what biggest problem are you solving for your ideal clients right now? How much value do they actually put on you solving the problem for them? Unless you answer these basic questions, and why do you think you are the one who can solve this problem, right? So unless you understand these answers, this is the core of you putting any metrics in place. So when you ask the question of metrics, that's coming from a very rational or a logical or right-sided brain saying, that's the only way to measure life. It's absolutely not. Because if you measure your, I've planned my whole life on spreadsheets. If you look at my book, it gives the formula on how to get the 12 steps right to build a financially free life. It's all done on spreadsheets, But I can tell you now, 10 years fast forward from that life that i lived and built there is much more to life than on the spreadsheet so you you can't you can't measure a non tangible with a tangible to find a kpi you can't find a kpi on happiness you can't find a kpi on your health right you can you can experience these uh, these entities and how we do that we create a business we create a lifestyle our businesses that support the ultimate life values that's the kind of people I look for people who are driven people who are hungry people who believe that their future will be better than their past and people who want to create a good life for themselves their families from their businesses I'm not looking for people who won't have a lopsided existence running after money without understanding the why
0: how can you know that
1: they are. You can know in seconds. It takes seconds. So, for example, when I spoke about the, the, the needs, the six needs, when you talk about the six needs, uh, in neuralistic, uh, if you look at the NLP stuff, so I do a lot of that as well. So, neuralistic programming language, this, this allows people to step into the choice of words they use to define their inner states. When you define someone's inner states, you know exactly what's driving that person. Now this is what I call the client mileage. Like in your business or anything, the more clients you go to, one of the biggest thing you develop is the ability to anticipate the problem. It takes you a few seconds to understand where this person is coming from and what's driving this person. Now to an untrained eye, this is like, so how do you know this? You know this because you've gone through so many people. Over the years you've gone through hundreds of people, to know that their motivations are aligning them from that specific need. That's what's driving their behavior. Now, if that need is relevant and if their behavior is in line with who they are, they will always be consistent in their effort. Mm. However, if there is an inner conflict taking place, which means they're doing something that doesn't align with their value, they will give away in a lot of their states. For example, right now, I'm not, no one's, I'm not reading a book right now. You will not find this in any book written. Why? Because when you are in your flow state, when you are in your genius state, you know you speak from place of truth because this is your truth. You've lived it. You know it. However, on the other hand, I'm getting a call nonstop from people who sell trading cryptocurrencies. Now, I know, I know they are living inconsistently. That's why they need to harass people. That's why they need to be they need that's why they are classified as a fraud because i know what they're doing there which is inconsistent with the human values because it's consistent more with money 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 the more i can grab the more the better it's my for my business but he, they're not building any relationship with me and through the choice of the word they're using in those conversations they're also telling me what's most important for them however they are acting that as if that, oh, I want to make you as much as money as possible. That's not true. That's not true at all, because it's inconsistent with the way you're trying to make that happen for me.
0: Yeah, it's always, if you want to make that amount of money, what are you going to spend it for afterwards? Because yeah, so you have money, the, you have to use it, right?
1: Your <laughs> words are inconsistent with your actions. And irrespective of how much money you hold in the bank, you will still, I, I can't tell you, all right? let be a little bit controversial. I can't tell you, I'm going to pay you $10,000. Sit there. You're not allowed to go to the toilet. <laughs> right. You can't compare the two. So that's the same basis. So when you're running after money, it's really important that you're consistent with your values mm. and how you go about it. Right. It's not the ends that count. It's the means to get to that. end also counts. Mm. You've got, listen to your body because how you're operating right now will not be the same how you will operate in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because your body will not be the same. You you know, you, you will start to operate differently. Right? So when you start, when you come from that place and you start to listen to, okay, so what problem am I solving for the world right now? Who do I love working with? Who loves working with me? Who can I find easily? That's how you become, they become your ideal clients. That's how, that's how they become, you become of something of value to these people because you've got something that they need help with. They can afford to pay your services. And they actually are looking for people like you, right? So when you come from that place, you're no longer inconsistent. You're always in line with what you're offering. These people are looking for you. So they are also consistent. But if you miss that element, then you will create a business that will always be misaligned. So while you're looking after certainty, you're running after creating an impact or legacy in the business model. It won't work out for you because you haven't fixed the foundation first yet. Foundation of whom? What makes you? As to why are you doing what you are doing? What consequence you're trying to get? What creation you're trying to create? On the other hand, you know what problem is your business solving for the society? Who are you solving this problem for? You know. You've got to have a reason for that. So one of the things I read, which was very fascinating, and I'll share it here. The Y means W-H-Y, what hurts you. Mm -hmm. Whatever hurts you, you're going to go and fix it first.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's actually what I do. Yeah, I agree.
1: It's human. It's not just you. We are not unique as we think we are. This is what we think. Our personalized ego makes us feel I'm so unique and I'm so different. Actually, you are not. You are also driven by the same parameters as I am as someone else's. All you have done is trained your brain to override the other factors. Mm -hmm. That's all you've done. The brain was never designed to be successful. Brain was designed to keep you alive. Brain was designed to keep you, you know, survive, to fight when it needs to. And the model you have found now is through business. You can look for survival. That's all you're doing now. So now you're training your brain how to be successful. You can't train your brain to be successful. You will always look for survival. That's the primary motive of your brain. Now, if the success drives your survival, you will always run after it. Because deep down, there's an insecurity telling you, unless I'm successful, it's, a doom. it's an end of the world for me. And this is where imposter syndrome comes into picture. Where a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners will feel they're not good enough, even though they are. But They need the justification of sales and profits to prove that they are good enough. All of these things I talk about, it's because these are the foundation blocks of setting you up as an entrepreneur, setting you up as a business owner. Because these are exactly the things that's gonna get in your way push your business forward. Why? Because the limitation of your business will be directly aligned with where you are limited in your own mind. You will not know how to go past it.
0: That's very powerful. And it leads me to think that what would be the time for the business owner, entrepreneur, him or herself, realize this roadblock and then get to reach out to you or to unstuck on that?
1: Yeah. So what tends to happen, it's it's a very interesting question, it's all about seeing when you start to suffer. A lot of people stay in denial that I don't need any help. And the reason they stay in denial is because A, they got into a business that probably came from a family or they just fell into it, they learned, they started to make money, there's no need to change, why shall I change? But the discrepancies of not learning and growing and understanding that how life and business are very closely connected, it creates a lot of inner conflicts. These inner conflicts are manifest out in the body, such as they create diseases, or they don't have right health, or they will have these mental issues taking place that they don't feel enough, they feel less confident, or they can't find a partner, or they feel lonely. All of those things are your warning signs at some Something has to change here. That's not why I came into business for. Because how I started my journey, I had a vision of what business life will be like. And the first, most common thing is people think they're going to make money out of it. I can show you enough businesses, that within two years, they disappear. 80% of the businesses' stats are telling us they don't last out after that. And one of the real reasons they don't last out because there was never any intrinsic value in the business to start with. They were not adding real value. They were just trying to copy or emulate a formula that others gave out. So when I look at my clients, when they reach out to me, you have to understand, if you look at the different consumer awareness, consumers, most of them, 80%, 90% of them are unaware that they have a problem. Mm -hmm. So when they get in touch with me, like even right now, I'm speaking to you, it will instigate thought process for you to understand, to become problem aware. Mm -hmm. Through conversations, you start to understand. When you talk to a coach, no one wakes up in the morning and thinks, you know what, I need a coach. No one, no one, right? So the first journey is when you are talking to people who are in the intellectual process, when they see the business is an intellectual process, you hear them out, your unawareness turns into problem awareness and you start to see, actually, he's right, I have this issue. When you become problem aware, your awareness shifts to, okay, what's the solution? I need to talk to someone, I need to read about it. Now, the problem is, information isn't knowledge and knowledge isn't action. People think that just because they're reading something, they've fixed their problem they haven't. A, they're reading something, they haven't understood how that reading applies to their life and how they can implement that to create a change. And second, who's gonna take the action? Who's gonna hold them accountable? that if it got done or not. This is where a coach steps in. So now that your unawareness level turned into problem awareness, it's turned into solution awareness, now you will start to look for, okay, I know I need something, someone, somewhere, I need to do this. I need to address this because I no longer can carry on the way I have carry on. Your pain needs to reach that level that you say, you know what? I need to take a pill. I need this addressed. I can no longer carry on that way. I have a great life, then why is this area of my life suffering? Why can I not get this part right? And the reason for that, as we spoke about it earlier, is because we haven't addressed those things. That's where they see, okay, can I speak to someone who will address that? Now, if it's a mental health issue, you can go to a psychologist, you can go to different options. A coach comes in when he's saying, right, I can't fix your past for you, but I can change your perception of it. Are you prepared to hear? If I can change your perception, I can show you how to use the past lessons and implement into your future. I will take you as you are, who you are, because for me, you are enough. And I'm gonna build you up from there. That's a very different journey to trying to take you back in your past and trying to deal with stuff that you can't deal with right now. Because unless you haven't found forgiveness for people who are no longer in your life, you know, who did something wrong by you, or you got stuck in the wrong narrative or a story, Telling yourself, it's affecting your performance. It's affecting every area of your life. You can't see it. Just because you're making money, it doesn't mean you're successful.
0: Trust me, I have been through those therapy, consulting, (laughs) coach, and yeah, these are totally different method. And I'm from the perspective of not everyone can be a coach. And these days, whenever, who say that they are a coach, it's kind of conflict between, are you a service provider, course creator, or really a coach or consulting like it's mixed messages like people use overuse these words already and from what i understand coach is the person who ignites your ideas like what you just say um address the problem by asking and let them realize by themselves and that's totally different method
1: yeah well there are two sides to the equation right so from Because of our backgrounds, like I came from banking background, technical background, project background, human behavior was a key element. Now I had a team of 200 people across the world. I was working in 21 different countries. I had to, they're all thinking different. So if I tell someone off in Philippines that they got something wrong on their project, their performance will improve 10 times. If I tell someone off in the US, they'll start to look for another job. (laughs) right? So when you're working with human beings, you've got to understand cultural psychologies play a big, big part in it. So when you start to understand that human beings are varied creatures, but their code needs stay the same, then you learn to put multiple hats on. So coming from that background, if I'm dealing with a business owner, I will break it down. Okay, there's a skill gap. He needs certain skills in which he will not be able to realize that I have to train him on that skills. On the other hand, there is a coaching element. There is, I help him realize by shifting his perception. So this part is not about push, push, push. This is about pull. They help them realize things themselves. They're drawn to it. Now they're more more likely to do something about it and address these things. Push part is right. You got to get these things put in place by that date. This is in line with what we are trying to do. Those are the clear steps and direction. So, to say that the coach will only help you realize that coach is one type of coach that is limited to not having those skill sets. Right? Whereas my model is I bring all of those in the table. Why will I deny any side of my knowledge and experience to not help the person in front of me? When I combined all the dots from my childhood, I was born in the family of educators and teachers. Till I kept on denying that fact, I was running after the banking world thinking that's my life and burning myself inside out, not being at my genius level. What is a genius level? Something that comes to you most naturally, where there is no effort. Right now, I'm in my flow state. I don't have to read a book to justify to you. I'm doing right now or to show you in a book look it's written there so what I'm saying to you has to be true no right it's a knowing. you just know it and when you state the facts no one can deny that because they themselves experience the same things they just can't articulate it the way I'm doing right now right so there's both elements to me there's a coaching element there's a consulting element depending upon what the end goal we are trying to get my clients to right if I see that from to get him from A to B, I will break it down into mini, series of mini steps or projects. Some of those projects will be consulting projects where he needs help for me to train him on something. Show him a spreadsheet, show him a template, okay, put these figures there, figure that out. On other hand, there will be certain projects in which we are trying to help them to uh, cultivate a healthy lifestyle to have time with his family, for that matter.
0: I have a question. Go on then. Have your clients ever feel overwhelmed from the the knowledge that you put on the table?
1: Yes, it can be.
0: For sure. And how do you handle that?
1: For, For sure. So breaking it down into steps. So when I start a session, the first thing what we do is we identify success. What has been the successful part? Start your brain from a place of what, was, what went well for you. And then what you've been struggling with. So when I tailor my session down to what you've been struggling with, I know exactly what we need to address about that specific issue. Right now, this is a very open conversation. So I can pull different dimensions because we are trying to just talk about everything. When in a session or when we are working with a specific client on a specific problem, we are only looking at that one thing. And then we are agreeing on what are our next steps around it, or what could you be doing? Or the kind of questions that I will ask them to help them come to a conclusion themselves. So the conversation on a topic will be very, very specific. It won't be so broad.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was doing live about pattern interrupt the other day Uh LP technique again, I actually discovered after like one of my clients or actually not only one, but my clients, those who already get interrupted from my expertise and then trying to change their habits, not really take it seriously and not doing it Uh consistent, even though it's something that requires for them to get closer to where they want to be at that moment. What would you suggest on that?
1: So first you have to understand why does someone not do what they should be doing? So even if I show you you need to walk to there to get what you want and the person doesn't do it, the real reason is they're procrastinating. They are procrastinating because they're trying to come up with reasons for why they should not be doing it even though the solution is right in front. The reason why someone procrastinate in a very simplest term, let's keep it very simple. It's because the pain of doing it Is too much and it doesn't justify to them. They want to stay comfortable. They want to stay in what they know. They don't want to learn or grow. That's not their need. That means there is a lower level need that is more superior. Remember the six needs I was telling you about. The need to find growth and fulfillment is right at the top. But if you are stuck at the need to find certainty or excitement or love and connection, you're not looking for that growth need. This is why it's fundamental for us to understand in conversation, what's driving this person's behavior right now? These needs can change. But right now, what's, what's instigating this person? What's motivating this person to do it? What's really motivation? And if you look at human motivating factors or what motivates people, money, mating, you know, uh, material, uh, wealth, or uh, you know, your status, What's driving this person? Get to understand those aspects. First. If you don't get that part right, the person switches off, because he thinks it's too much. I can't do that. So baby steps, break it down into baby steps. Okay, just do this part. Forget about the whole picture right now. Just get this part right first. And then maybe put a reward in place. If there is no reward there, the person doesn't know why he's taking that step. What's the What's the reward of them getting to that next step? Once they get to that next step, the next, then the next one opens, and the next one opens, and the next one opens. So breaking it down into bite-sized chunks where they can actually take it in really, really helps. But if the goals are way too high, that will overwhelm them. If the goals are way too low, that will bore them. So if you've got to find the goals that are in line with where they are in life as of now, Not when they were young, not when they will be, you know, it has to align with their purpose right now, in the moment,
0: to push them. Thank you. I find that the bigger problem is self-awareness.
1: Massive, massive problem.
0: Of themselves that they're not- 100%. Accept where they are, right? I believe in the Yeah,
1: totally, one of the reasons, I'll give you, I'll flip it around. One of the reasons why people don't want to work with the coach is they are scared to be revealed who they are to themselves.
0: Ah, yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah.
1: It's people who get to that maturity that they're ready to face up. I want you to tell me where I'm going wrong so I can master that and become better at it. I have too little time to let my ego get in the way of that.
0: Yeah. Ego is very damaged. Many things. I agree. Wow. Okay.
1: So when you look at emotional
0: intelligence,
1: the first pillar of emotional intelligence is self-awareness, right? It's it's the level of awareness that helps you understand what are your triggers? What are your motivations? What makes you behave in a certain way, think in a certain way? Knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths, you come from a very strong place. Then you know how to frame yourself in conversations. You know how to walk away from certain situations. You know how to step into certain situations. Self-awareness is massive, but is everyone ready to experience that? Is everyone ready to come up to terms with, yeah, I've got something I need to address? That's where the fear kicks in. This is the biggest reason why someone will not take a coach, because they're scared to be revealed to themselves. Not to me, because to me they're all, it's simple. We are all the same. We all have just different degrees of the same needs.
0: Wow. Powerful. In case anyone want to work with you and find their realization, how can they reach out to you then?
1: So yeah, you can reach out to me. You can connect with me on Facebook, Sam Sharma Business Coach. You can reach out to me on email, info at samsharma.coach. You can go on my website, samsharma.coach, or connect me on LinkedIn. Again, look for my my site and uh, reach out to me. Either ways, you'll be able to find me. And and the, the key element here for you guys is to, you can book a call with me, have a word with me, so I can understand a little bit where you are in your businesses, what's getting in the way of that. Uh, and I'll be able to really diagnose whether it's your mindset or is, there, is it the skill set that's get, getting in the way of that. Together, we can bring this all together, all the pieces.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today and gave us oh, such you. a wonderful value right here.
1: Now, Thank you very much, Majita. And I look forward to seeing your, uh, your video as well.
0: <laughs> sure. Hey, Get Unstuck family. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and give us honest review. We really appreciate you. If you would like to learn more about my research or my client experience on weekly basis, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at beforeuscale.com. And don't forget to get unstuck.